Hey, dirty fuckers. Um, welcome back to Why Choose One. And today we're going to talk about cuckolding. Now, this term can be used in a variety of different ways, so much so that it's kind of complex. So even if you Google it, which is what I did, I legit Googled it, and this is the kind of information that you get. Cuckolding is what they they describe as... Let me see. I'm going to get the proper term. It's a fetish or a kink um, related to BDSM. And it is um, becoming more common in the modern world. But they're saying that it's pretty much like... They're, they're saying it's comparable to hot wifing. So, or if you don't know what that is. So, long story short, it's pretty much where... Um, you can get like a bull, what they call a bull, which is pretty much a dude with a cock that fucks your wife while you watch. Um, so that is one form of cuck holding. So you can be like, it's pretty much the, the gist of it though. The reality, like the real deal here is that you are uh, associated with humiliation or submission and you um, don't get to pleasure yourself. And that's, that's how I, de- that's my definition of cuckolding, where there's lots of different kinds, but you know, usually it's like, you know, some people consider cuckolding to be like where your wife just cheats on you and the other guy doesn't know about it. And so he makes it, you know, you're cucking your husband or whatever you call it. <laughs> so, um, you know, like that's just like some examples. So to get down into the little bit more nitty gritty, what, um, BDSM or like, what I'm exposed to cuckolding is, is not so much the, like in my head, I think of hot wifing as more like of a swinger thing, right? It's still like that humiliation bit or um, it, whether or not you just get turned on by watching, you know, your spouse or other per- partner um, get pl- pleased by someone else, you know, but there's like a whole little factors of like submission in there that can be really like, um, like that can turn you on. Like for example, for me, jealousy does turn me on. Um, I like to watch my partner get pleased by someone else while I watch. However, I am not a person that likes to watch and not do anything with myself, you know, like, cause like I'm in a little, little something too. So, um, <laughs> but you know, there's a whole different world out there of cuck holding where there's cages <laughs> and lock and keys. So this is my favorite. Um, let me tell you guys a little story. So I was, ha- I had a friend. And this friend, he was an expert um, in certain levels of kink. Um, He was um, a bottom, like the very bottom of the bottom is what we call a slave. So um, his, his kinks, his fetishes, his likes were a little bit more hardcore than the average, you know, person. Um... And even still, you know, like this is, this is probably like one of the greatest stories. And, (laughs) um, anyways, so we were at an event and I got the pleasure of playing with this person for the weekend. And so I kind of took on this, uh, top role, um, that pleased me, you know, like what I liked about it, because at the end of the day, it wasn't like it, when I say it wasn't about him, you know, there's going to be a lot of social justice warriors that are like, mur, mur, mur. but um, in a slave type of relationship, or if you're just fucking around and playing, it's kind of what it's about, you know? So anyways, so we were at this event 
and we were in the dungeon and you know he was cleaning my leather boots as he should which is another thing called boot blacking which we can get into in fact i'm wondering is it if there's any boot blacks that are listening to this episode could you please contact me because i'd love to interview you <laughs> um but cuck holds you know like so they like to wear these little cages so these cages you know they go they wrap around the penis and some wrap around the balls some don't um and there is a lock. So some are metal, some are plastic, some are rubber. Um, it just depends, you know, what feel you kind of like around your, you know, genital area. So this specific person was wearing um, a metal one that wrapped around his balls and his penis. And it really um, enabled him to even get hard. You know, like the plastic ones, they stretch, or like the, pl- not the plastic ones, but the, um, rubber ones, they stretch quite a bit. And so you can get hard. And some, even some of the metal ones, if they're not the proper size for you, like then you can still get hard and it defeats purpose. (laughs) Um, so make sure you get the right size for your penis if you are looking into getting one. Um, but anyways, so the restriction of it, and if you do get hard, it can be a little bit painful, but that's the kind of point. Like if you want to have no pain there, then make sure you get the appropriate one for you. Anyway, education day over, (laughs) uh, back to story time. Um, so then anyways, I, you know, we were playing for a little while. He was cleaning my boots and I was like stepping on him and you know, it was fun. You know, like I was like kicking him and making it more difficult for him and, you know, then being like sexy and loving and then not. And then, you know, there was just, it's just kind of fun, you know, just fucking around and, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's quite pleasuring, you know, having someone clean your boots. I'm not going to lie, especially the calves. <laughs> It feels fucking great if you wear tall boots. <laughs> um, anyways, so um, after that, I was just walking around the dungeon and I had his key. So this whole time I had his key, um, he had gifted it to me um, and for the weekend. So I had this key and this key was ultimate power and he couldn't do anything about it. So um, <clears throat> it was somewhat like a sexual play but it was also much a kink play and like a friend play. So it, it's like, it's, it's different than like, you know, a lot of guys, they cuck hold themselves. And I say that with like big old fucking quotations around them and then expect some kind of release after. And the true, I, okay, well, I don't want to say the true cuck hold, but like, you know, someone who's really into cuck holding, they don't want that release after. And quite often they, they like the humiliation that you offer them when you don't give them that release. So here I am walking around the dungeon, having a good time, chatting with my friends, watching some good scenes after mine, and just hanging out. <clears throat> I have no idea where this um, slave was. <laughs> I can't remember. I think I just kind of like walked away from him like, okay, bye, go do something. <laughs> um, anyways, so I was just kind of hanging out. And then one of my friends came up to me and she knew what was happening. And she looks at me and she's like, hey, Jen. I was like, yeah. She's like, I found this key on the floor. Does it belong to you? And I was just like, fuck. I lost this key and I didn't even fucking know it. So it's really important to know where the key is in a metal cage and always have a backup key. 
<laughs> is all I'm saying. So <laughs> anyways, so cuckolding can be a lot of fun, you know, like if, if a guy is serious and honest about it and you want to actually give it a go, you know, it's all about like, there's a certain kind of like fucking sadism. Okay. That goes along with this. For me, my sadist goes like, hello and I want to play I want to fuck with you I want to make you feel like shit I want to humiliate you but at the end of the day you know okay if you guys are listening to this and you're not into kink and you're not like an advanced kinkster when I say make that person feel like shit I don't mean like genuinely to who they are blah blah okay I want them to be humiliated because they like to feel humiliated I want them to be like turned on when I say here piggy piggy you piece of shit you know you know what I'm saying and there's guys out there that love that and that might not be for you and if it's not then don't judge me (laughs) and don't judge their kinks like I'm I'm saying like I want to you know be like I have the power because there's nothing there okay there is a few things there's it's so sexy it is so fucking sexy when I like look at a guy and he's on his knees and I'm standing in front of him and I push his face into my pussy and I make him smell it without like, like if I have underwear on or clothes or whatever. And then I'm like, you want that fucking pussy, don't you, you little stupid fuck. And then push him away. And then he like looks at me with like a smile on his face. It's like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I've been told before that my sadist in me is like, really really terrifying because I have this like freakish girlish laugh that happens when I play and people are like you are so hard you're like you're so intense and you like terrify me but at the same time you're like laughing and it's really fucked up (laughs) so anyways um you know there's a lot of you know like a power dynamic that is um an energy that is between two people when you're doing a certain kind of thing like cuckolding because there's a lot of trust you know that goes into that and some guys you know they really like that you know like they they want to get um you know a little bit fucked up you know they want to they want to have fun and they want to not come that's the key in this they want to not come they want to be teased so relentlessly for a long period of time that they're not allowed to come. And I can't speak for the cuckolding part of things because I'm not a cuckold. I I like to pleasure myself while watching others, you know, or my partners or my husband or whatever, um, play with other people um, while pleasuring myself. I am not a cuckold. Um, at least maybe I am in some kind of way. I don't know if we can define it basically on the fact that you're not having an orgasm. I think it's a very broad umbrella concept, like the idea of a submissive or dominant, you know, like it's kind of whatever the fuck you make it and whatever fucking turns you on about it. So, cause everybody's going to give you some kind of crazy, like here's this black and white definition. But as we know with kink, there's no fucking black and white definition. There's a few things that I would be like, if a person was a submissive and was being treated like a slave, I feel like that, you know, there's some communication that needs to happen there. As long as everybody's on the same board, though, does the definition really matter? So anyways, um, so for cuckolds, 
Some guys go months without an orgasm and they'll work and live in this cage. You know, of, of course the metal one's going to show a little bit more in like, you know, certain dress pants and stuff. So you have to be a little bit more conscious, you know, maybe wearing the rubber one, you know, you're not going to get hard, you know, no, no, it's not going to hurt. But at the same time, you still have that uh, psychological uh, cage, right? Or like, or not even psych- that you have a physical cage, but it's more like the psychological torture that you know you're not supposed to do anything with it. And, you know, if I have had guys who requested, you know, don't let me come for like three months. You know, that's like kind of like my ideal time. And I'm like, okay, that's something that I can do. And then, you know, it's a check-in process, you know, like as time goes on, you know, how often should you be teasing them? Um, how, how much can they really take? And when they're begging and begging and begging and begging and they want it so fucking bad, when do you let them do it you know like at what point are you like okay this is no longer safe whatever and I think that just depends on the relationship that you have with that person because it is fucking hot like hot as fuck when that desire that someone has such intense desire for an orgasm like that they're desperate and they want it and they'll do anything for it and you're in control of it it is fucking intense And I love it. Like, I love everything about it (laughs) because it gives me power, you know, like it doesn't just give me, it doesn't just give me like, okay, this is sexy because it is, it is, you know, like it's, it's fun. (laughs) I mean, I don't know a girl out there who's like, okay, you have to make me come over and over and over again, but you get nothing. Like one of the coolest times is I had a guy who was in a metal cage and he had his penis like pressed against my vagina. So I could feel the cage, but he felt nothing. And, um, so I got off like multiple times and then sent him on his way. (laughs) And it's very empowering because it's like, you know, when you're a woman, it's kind of expected that you are supposed to please the man, you know, like, and sex doesn't end until they come. And, you know, there's all these different, like, social normally, no, normality, normalities, (laughs) social norms. (laughs) I'll use that. And these social norms say that the man's orgasm is primary. When you switch that role, it is so fucking empowering. And even if you did it for like one night, you know, like just don't come for a really long time and or doing things like ruined orgasms. Oh, God, God, God. Ruined orgasms are so sexy. Okay, so this is where (laughs) I've done this so many times. So imagine you're like jerking a guy off. There's no cages. There's no nothing. You're jerking a guy off. And you're giving him the best fucking blowjob of his life. (laughs) And it's fun. You're enjoying it, whatever. And then he's just about to come. And I'm talking like so fucking close. And then you stop. You completely and utterly stop. And sometimes he's too close to release. And he'll just come anyway, whether or not you're touching it. But if you let it go at the perfect time, he'll just come a little bit. And he will not feel that release. And guys, if you've never had a ruined orgasm, which I'm sure you've had at some point in your life, but you never knew or recognized what kind of pleasure this can bring you. But if you have that, oh my God, I so close, but I lost it. Welcome to being a fucking woman, first off. (laughs) Second off, when you're that close, this then when and you keep going, 
The next orgasm that you have, you might not come as much, but you will have an intense orgasm. It will be 10 times more pleasurable and enjoyable for you when you finally get that release, but it'll feel completely different than a normal orgasm. So not a lot of guys like to do this because, you know, they are like the societal norms and they say to themselves, you know, I want to come because I deserve to because I'm a guy. (laughs) And that's cool. If you don't like to be a cuckold, then don't be a cuckold. But, you know, it's kind of, it's a lot of fun when you just give it a go. Like experiment, try, even if you're the top and the bottom gets to play, you know, for night, here's date night. (laughs) And you get to treat them with the power of your orgasm. It's important to have conversations, like it's, especially when you're like so close to orgasms and you're like so right fucking there and you fuck with the game because your desire is too strong. So you have to know when to communicate and be like, stop, 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 or else you will come and you can't let yourself come. That is key in this. You cannot let yourself come and you have to try to fight it back. It's kind of like when you're fucking your girl and you're like, holy shit, I'm really close. I got to slow down. So it's, it's kind of like that, but to the more extreme. It's completely stopping right before orgasm. And so it's like, okay, it's at that moment when you're... This is how it was explained to me. Just so you know, I'm not just speaking out of my ass from this. I've had great detailed conversations with guys that I've been cuckolded. Or that I've cuckolded. That, you know, that have a really good sense because they've done it so much so anyways so it's that moment like okay you're like right you're like a you're getting to that drive you know usually this is where guys who are very quiet just start moaning and you're like you're like two pumps away is what I like to say (laughs) two pumps away from orgasm and then if you do one more and you're one pump like I'm talking if you go from If you fist the cock and you're from the tip to the base, and if you go one more time, you're going, that's when you stop. It has to be so close that cum comes out, like that semen comes out of your penis, but you don't get to finish and you don't feel that release because you completely stop touching it. Now, sometimes some guys have very little control over this. They come anyway, they feel the release. That is not a ruined orgasm. So... You, you have to practice it a little bit to know your body to when you're going to feel that failure of an orgasm. And same with women, you know, like I do feel like women have it a little bit like this is kind of more normal. You know, when a woman's having sex and she's almost there and she's almost there and she's almost there and she's almost there. And then all of a sudden they switch positions or they move wrong or something changes. And all of a sudden they're like, a the fuck? <laughs> and that's why you often hear women moaning and they're like, don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move. <laughs> and, you know, so anyways, I feel like it happens more frequently for women and women have more control and know where their ruined orgasms are. But the ruined orgasms, I feel like for women are not the same Like the satisfaction of completing the second one is similar to a man's, but the ruined orgasm part is not as frustrating or as intense as a man because a man is used to always finishing, to always getting past that point of orgasm. And if you take that that power away from them, it creates a bit of an intensity. And sometimes guys like say they're in pain because of blue balls or they feel 
and it's not actual pain, it's just pressure. You know, they feel a lot of pressure in their balls. And they're like, holy fuck, and they get really wound up. So it's kind of fun to watch, especially when guys are not as experienced with cuckolding. It's it's a super fun adventure. You guys can go down if you're wanting to fuck around a little bit and have a little fun and explore a little bit. <laughs> so um, again, I'm always looking for people to, um, you know, come on my podcast, uh, come on my podcast. I mean, you guys could, if you really wanted to, I feel like there's been some messages that have sent, been sent to my podcast that definitely guys were almost there. <laughs> um, but <laughs> if you guys, you know, like if you want to come on my podcast and talk about cuckolding, if you guys want to talk about jealousy or you're in a thruple or, you know, if you're poly or a swinger, I'm always looking for people who want to come on here and share their experience because that's the key in all of this. You know, all the things that I talk about, all the kink that I talk about, swinging, poly, everything, every single person does it differently. And, you know, they have different experiences and they have different failures and they have different triumphs and different rewards. And I feel like everybody, in order for me to have a genuinely good podcast, I need to share those experiences with you guys because that's how I learned. I learned from having different experiences myself, but also from those around me, from very experienced people who who have learned themselves, you know, what this really is. And it's incredible. Honestly, it's incredible to be able to share such an incredible experience with you guys and with myself and and with other people. So, yeah, reach out to me, message me, find me on fucking Instagram or Facebook whatever, like preferably Instagram, just because, you know, I don't want a bunch of dirty perverts reaching out to me on my regular um, Instagram or like my normal life shit. Bunch of perverts, dirty old perverts, love you all. Okay. Anyways, mad love everyone. And quick shout out to Club IT. Um, They had to close down for a couple of weeks for this new awesome rise in numbers for our pandemic but they are coming back. So um, in two weeks, they'll have some different times um, that are a little bit cooler than normal. They're actually like mid-afternoon. So you guys can go to the Smears Club in the after fucking noon and have an afternooner. How cool is that? I absolutely fucking love that. <laughs> I'm totally going to go. <laughs> so anyways, if you guys are haven't gone to Club IT, it's Intimate Times. If you haven't gone there before, then... Um, just mention my podcast, you get in for free, or just go there and support the people who support our sexuality and who who have really gotten through this pandemic. So it's important to support local guys. Anyways, love y'all so much, and I will talk to you soon. Oh, and I hope you got off on my episode. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>